0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will teach you how to build wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job. As always, I am your host, Taylor Load. I'm a real estate investor. I focus on multifamily and self-storage investing. If you'd like to learn more about what we're up to, just go to investwithtaylor.com. For those of you who don't know, I have so far partnered, acquired on, or otherwise had a hand in over $350 million of commercial real estate acquisitions. Now, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I am a multifamily and self-storage real estate investor, but that's not all we talk about on the show. We talk about a lot of different kinds of real estate investing because we want to educate you on how real estate investing works so that you can make the best, most educated decision for yourself. One of those aspects of real estate investing that's gotten very popular in recent years is short-term rental investing or Airbnbs. I don't do short-term rental investing, but I've got nothing against it. I certainly know a lot of short-term rental investors and I've used Airbnbs many, many times, really enjoy it. And today I wanna talk about something that's gotten pretty prominent when talking about short-term rental investing, but there's a lot of bad or misinformation out there from people who are just maybe trying to sell something. I'm honestly not sure why, but today I want to arm you with knowledge about something that I think is just, there's just so much bad information out there. And specifically, I want to talk about the short-term rental loophole, quote unquote. I don't like loopholes when it comes to tax strategy and everything. I think the term loophole is mistaken. These things are in the tax code for us to use. And as long as we use them legitimately, then we're not jumping through a loophole. We're using a legitimate tax strategy. Again, as long as we do these things appropriately. And if you were with me last week, I highlighted a Twitter post from a gentleman named Brandon Hall. He is a CPA and a tax expert who focuses on working with real estate investors. And today I want to go through another great post that Brandon put out on this short-term rental loophole and how somebody tried to use it and they did it wrong and they got their hand slapped by the IRS and it was just a big problem. And I think this highlights a lot of the bad information out there about The short-term rental loophole. I'm going to keep using that term, even though, again, I don't like the term loophole when it comes to taxes. Because, again, these things are in the law for us to use, and we should use them legitimately. We're not jumping through a loophole. We're using the tax code as it was meant to be used. If we do so, in this case, this person did not use the tax code the way it was meant to be used. So, we're going to get into uh, a post from Brandon, add some commentary, and hopefully, you'll learn something here. Okay, so let's go. Now back to the post. The final step works and is legitimate because the activity is considered, quote, non-passive. All activities are either passive or non-passive. Non-passive losses can offset non-passive income, like UW-2. Passive losses can only offset passive income or gain on sale from a passive activity. Real estate, by default, is passive, and the primary way to avoid the passive loss rules is to qualify as a real estate professional. Full-time employees and business owners cannot qualify as real estate professionals because one of the tests is to spend more time in real estate than anything else. And you won't convince the IRS or tax court that you spend more time in real estate than your day job. So they invest in real estate and watch that all of the great tax losses get suspended and carried forward. The short-term rental loophole avoids this issue. Thanks to step three and four above, the short-term rental will be considered non-passive and losses can be used to offset your W-2 income. This is what gets the gurus hyped up. The problem, most people screw up step four. And just to refresh your memory, step four is material participation, usually through self-management. That brings us back to our story about the Luceros, our doomed real estate investor. Lucero purchased an STR, short-term rental, and paid a management company to run the day-to-day but Lucero was still pretty involved. He retained control over administration decisions and approved expenses over $100. He also drove out to the property six plus times per year to perform maintenance and repairs and restock inventory. The IRS held that Lucero did not meet material participation standards in step four. Lucero recreated a time log while under audit, big mistake, That showed he worked 267 hours in 2014 and 273 hours in 2015 on the property. And Lucero held that he did meet material participation standard by meeting the, quote, 100 hours and more than anyone else test. Lucero logged time on things like paying bills, coordinating with the property manager, and preparing tax returns. Unfortunately, those are considered investor hours it will not count unless Lucero was involved in the day-to-day management. The tax court also threw out Lucero's driving time between his home and the short-term rentals. Additionally, Lucero inflated hours spent on activities, for example, spending two hours shopping for coffee filters, which is completely wild. The tax court effectively threw out the entire time log. But it doesn't stop there. The tax court further stated that if they, even if they trusted the time log, which does show he worked 100 plus hours, the log doesn't show how much time other parties spent on the activity, like the property management company. And therefore, he failed the material participation test because he didn't prove he worked more than anyone else. The $42,121 loss was reversed. The Lucero's owed back taxes, penalties, and interest. What can we learn? The short-term rental strategy is an awesome way to acquire real estate and realize immediate tax benefits, but it's not as simple as the Instagram and TikTok gurus make it seem. Everyone glosses over the material participation test, but this is where investors fail. In order to materially participate, you need to self-manage, you need to track your time on a regular basis, and you need to track the time of anyone else working on the activity. And I really appreciate Brandon sharing this thread and this story to illustrate the mistakes that people make and then the further mistakes that they make by trying to kind of cover their own tracks. And I hear stories of this thing, this type of thing happening pretty frequently. And I really think it stems from not only what Brandon said, like the TikTok and Instagram gurus kind of promoting these things without providing all the important provisos and caveats that the irs requires of course but again to go back to what i said earlier today and what i said last week on this same topic when we look at things in in real estate and in any other type of tax strategy and talk about them in terms of being a loophole we may be tempted to see them as loopholes that we can jump through that we just kind of have to fake it until we make it and just get through it and you know whatever fake the paperwork and of course we shouldn't do that that's a very bad idea When we really approach tax advantages in real estate or anything else as a specific part of the tax code to be utilized and treated appropriately, I think we're more driven to understand the requirements that are put on us by the tax code and the IRS. I do know plenty of folks who have short-term rentals and use this particular tax strategy to offset their W-2 incomes. And I certainly hope that they're approaching these things in the appropriate way and understanding all the steps they need to take to appropriately qualify, because I don't want anybody that I know to wind up like a story like this. So if you're thinking about using the short-term rental quote-unquote loophole, make sure you speak with your tax advisor, your CPA, and understand the steps that you need to take to appropriately qualify. And it's not just about the short-term rental quote-unquote loophole, of course, anything when it comes to real estate investing. If you're trying to use a particular tax advantage, you really need to seek professional tax advice because these little things, these seemingly little things, if you will, can really get you in trouble, particularly when it comes to, in this case, the material participation test and not adequately tracking your hours. Now, it sounds like he wasn't really approaching this appropriately in the first place. He wasn't really putting the work in. He was just trying to essentially fake it to make it work. But again, the point being, if you're thinking about doing anything like this, whether it's the short-term rental loophole or you're wanting to use real estate professional status to use depreciation to offset maybe your spouse's high W-2 income or anything like that, the IRS does actually look into these things and they do have what you might call nuanced requirements that once somebody looks in, they might see that you didn't meet all the tests and you could owe penalties and taxes. If you want to read this thread from Brandon, there's a lot of great comments in this thread as well. I put a link in the show notes. You should definitely check it out. And if you don't already follow Brandon on Twitter, I would definitely recommend you give him a follow. He provides a great wealth of knowledge on his Twitter, not just about things like this short-term rental tax quote unquote loophole anything like that, but a lot of great real estate tax knowledge and guidance. But really the point being, understand the rules before you get into anything. If you're trying to use a particular tax strategy, no no matter whether it's the short-term rental quote-unquote loophole, understand the rules, work with your tax professional, and then take the required steps so that you don't get your hands slapped and then owe back taxes, penalties, fees, and so much more. And then also have to pay your attorneys to fight in tax court. Just a big mess, right? Take all the right steps in the first place, protect yourself and use these rules appropriately. They're there for investors to use, but you gotta take all the right steps. All right, well, I wanna thank you for joining me here today for this conversation about this unfortunate story of someone who tried to use the short-term rental loophole and failed, didn't take all the right steps. And I hope for your case, if you're thinking about using any of these tax strategies, this cautionary tale, will motivate you to take all the right steps and make sure you protect yourself and make all the right moves that you can actually use these tax strategies appropriately and not get in trouble. All right. Well, thanks for joining me today. I hope you're having a great day here on February 23rd, 2024. It's crazy how fast the year is going. I want to thank you for spending some of your time with me here today. I hope you have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend, and we'll catch you back here on Monday.